Hello and welcome back to Tech in Startups with me, Jason Alexander Ospina. I lead Liftoff. I am obsessed with tech, startups, and adding value to others. Now, first of all, you may notice I have a guest with me today a crazy barking dog. <laughs> I'm trying the best that I can to continue. I've been trying to film this for a while and the bloody dog doesn't want to shut up. So I'm going to continue going forward and I hope my voice will override it. And I hope that every now and then he'll pop in and give us a bit of a, an opinion. Okay, so let's get started. The purpose of today's podcast is to talk about Netflix and to talk about streaming and the direction that that is all heading towards. Now, many of you already know, Apple TV Plus just came out recently in the last couple of weeks. It was announced to the world with this huge fanfare, inviting none other, of course, than the likes of Steven Spielberg and even Oprah Winfrey was there. You know, because that's the kind of thing you're doing when you're Apple and you're launching a service to watch videos. Okay, so let's talk about the features for Apple TV Plus. I'm going to talk to you about some other platforms as well that you probably know of, but I want to go into a little bit more of a deep dive with. And I want to talk about the impact and huge opportunity I think Apple has missed. And then kind of talk about the landscape moving forward and what that's going to look like. So let's have a quick summary of the features for Apple TV+. Plus. First of all, we have, uh, of course, original content with Apple TV+. Plus, and Apple went really big on this, hiring Jason Momoa, Renee Zellweger, and all these other incredible actors that are going to be supporting this. J.J. Abrams is on there. Steven Spielberg is on there. The list is incredible. But, of course, we're going to wait and see how that turns out. Um, we all remember what Planet of the Apps was like, and that had Gary Vee on there, and you'd expect that to be something incredible, and it just kind of flopped. So let's see. Original content, Apple TV+, Plus, huge part. Now, obviously, for the first time, Apple's going to want to reach as many different people as they can with this. So the streaming apps with Apple TV device or Apple TV app, um, this means they'll be able to connect to almost any TV and be able to stream onto a TV with, uh, with the app, which you'll be able to download and install on your iPhone. Now, of course, you can continue to be able to buy uh, or rent content if that's what you'd like to do with the Apple TV Plus. And then you have the ability to watch your purchase iTunes content with Apple TV or on other devices with the Apple TV app, including mobile devices, computers and smart TVs and some streaming devices. Then they have what's called channels. On there, you have content that is premium, uh, like HBO, show, Showtime, Stars, and so on and so forth on Apple TV channels. Um, and that's for those of you that want to be able to see content from other people. Uh, you'll be able to subscribe to their channels within the Apple TV service. Now, pricing hasn't yet been released. I would hazard a guess, and I would say Apple being Apple, they would probably charge, I think they wanted to launch on $9.99. I think that's that's the price that wants to go on. They've obviously just done that for music. They've done that for recently in the same event uh, for magazines. And, and they want to be able to do that for some of the best known newspapers in one subscription. And I think they would love to be able to do that as well for TV. But it's, they're probably finding that a bit harder than they thought. And I think they're waiting to get back. So Apple being Apple, I wouldn't be crazy surprised if they ended up launching at $14.99. Now kind of a big deal considering that Disney has recently said that their service that they have launched will be around $70 for the year for the year or $7.99 a month so you know or $6.99 sorry a month so you get two months for free effectively and at $6.99 a month for their entire library you know 
well, it's speculation. Let's see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised. Then, of course, who else do we have but Amazon Prime Video? Now, Amazon Prime Video, um, they also have very own uh, original content, and some of the content's done really well. Uh, and I think that's great, but their focus is also being on licensed content. So just like Netflix, you can get other content from other providers and from other um, content creators on the platform, which is a big deal moving forward. We'll discuss that more later. You can obviously buy and rent TV shows and you have the ability to watch uh, purchase content on Fire TV, mobile devices, computers, as well as smart TVs and streaming devices uh, with the Amazon Prime Video app. And then the premium channels like HBO, Showtime and Stars, you can also uh, view it inside there with the additional subscriptions. And of course you have no ads for Amazon's original content. Um, now, for the Amazon's original content, the exception, um, there's the do play at the beginning of the content. Now, something here that is really interesting, and I think a lot of people haven't yet really discussed this, is that Amazon knows what you buy. Now, if you're buying, and, and, and you would buy from Amazon, Amazon is a great platform to buy from, but if you buy your, your products for your house, if you buy your technology, which I'm massively guilty of, um, from Amazon, and Amazon is the place where you go to as the first point of, of call to buy whatever products it is you want for your house for, Amazon knows what you buy. Now imagine pairing that with what you watch. So imagine, uh, I don't know, a tech blog, uh, say, I don't know, The Gadget Show, wants to be able to put their content onto Amazon service. Well, they can then target on their on their ads um, and inside their content, they can actually really start to connect what people buy with what they're going to watch. So for example, if I'm watching um, The Gadget Show and today they talk about a new, um, a new accessory for the iPhone 10, a stabilizer, and they know that I watch that show, well, there's nothing to stop them then from following me on Amazon and show me, hey, look, there's great stabilizer because it knows that I just watched a whole show dedicated to partially that product. So there is there is a whole different side to Amazon's content here that is very different that people haven't really discussed and I think Apple has and sorry Amazon hasn't yet fully tapped into. But that could be really big. And that's big in a very different way because it also means that what Amazon can do is say, hey, you know what? Because we have this revenue and we can make a lot more money using this kind of revenue we can actually bring that pricing down and make it more affordable. Again, we are the product. So, hmm, there's something there to really consider. Now let's talk about Netflix. Of course, Netflix, we know that they have original content, they have licensed content. You have the ability to watch your content using Netflix app on mobile devices, computers, smart TVs, and streaming devices, and there's no ads. Now, Netflix has three pricing tiers of $8.99, $12.99, and $15.99. And then we have Hulu. Uh, of course, for many of us, we use and we watch Hulu on a frequent basis. Um, and it's something that's very interesting as it has original content and premium channels, and it also has a live TV option, which Prime Video, Netflix, and Apple TV Plus doesn't have. So that's very interesting as well. And now they also have their own original content, licensed content with premium channels like HBO, Showtime, Stars, and, and Cinemax. 
and then live TV with Hulu Plus Live TV plan, which is also includes um, access to the basic Hulu plan, and then adds the panel the plan. So you can pay less than $5.99 per month and get more ads or pay more at $11.99 per month for an ad-free experience. Now, this is all really, really crucial because obviously here we're not really talking a lot about Apple TV Plus in comparison to Disney Plus. Disney Plus is going to be insane because it's going to allow you to be able to have access to more than 250 videos, TV shows and content that comes from Disney. And then if you just think about the way that's going to work, people love Pixar. Now you're gonna have access to all of the Pixar films that have been created from inside Disney Plus. And if you're a, a fan of the different Marvel shows that have been going for the last few years, like Daredevil, recently we, we had Luke Cage, and of course we had Iron Fist, and um, we've had a lot of different great TV shows coming from them. Obviously we all know last year, or early this year, they were all put on, on, on pause or effectively ended from Netflix. And one can only assume it wasn't down to the ratings because they were really popular, especially uh, shows like Daredevil. A lot of people tuned in and a lot of people watched those TV shows. It was a great buildup and then there was a huge lot of binging on them and it was great. So it wasn't down to the demand. All I can assume right now is that this was down to the fact that what they wanted to do was say, okay, we're gonna be launching Disney Plus around November time. So we wanna be able to have access to all our intellectual property and all our different characters. So when we launch that station, all the content we possibly can. So what will be interesting is to see if they will then go ahead and start creating that content for Disney Plus using those characters. And if they do, will it be the same actors? We've come to come, we become quite fond of them. And then the other thing is, I think up to now, of course, I made a mistake and please do let me know if I am. Kevin Feige hasn't been that involved this far on the TV shows by Marvel. And what he said was, moving forward, the Marvel TV shows are going to be a lot more closely connected to the movies. So what happens in the TV show will affect what then happens in the movies. And that's something that hasn't really happened before. And then the level of connectivity within the MCU hasn't really been something that has happened before or been done before up until now. So it'd be really interesting to see exactly how that works and exactly how that looks. So obviously with Disney Plus coming out, the other thing that is really interesting is they do have it for $6.99. And that's, that's a very interesting pricing because they're clearly massively undercutting Netflix. And I can imagine that Apple TV Plus will probably be at least twice the price. Again, I think they wanted to get it at about $9.99. I don't think they, they were able to, which is why they didn't release the price. I think they're still working on that, but inevitably I think it will come out for about either between $12.99 or $14.99 a month is what I would suggest or I would think it will come out. My concern though is with all these different platforms to watch and stream content from, it's becoming very difficult for me to really be able to say, okay, I'm gonna choose these guys over these guys because I have to choose them as they hold a monopoly on the content. So this idea of having original content on uh, Netflix, for example, and I can only watch it on Netflix, it means I have to, I have to pay for Netflix. So for example, um, if I then want to watch some content that is original purely to um, 
you know, Amazon's uh, Fire or Amazon Prime, then I can't really do that on Netflix. So when we talk about something that is truly competitive, it can't, surely it can't mean that you can compete with me as long as, um, well, have a look at that. I mean, how, how, can, how do I have a choice? I either have a choice of Netflix and all their content or Apple TV. Now, I think where Apple TV Plus is going wrong and I think where Apple TV Plus is going to really fail is that they don't have a back catalogue of all the other content. So, for example, my girlfriend and I love to watch Friends and it's just fun. 30 minutes, complete bliss, disconnection, have a laugh and there's 10 seasons of it. Now, I can't do that on Apple TV+. Plus. So, that's one of many different shows that are a little bit older that I think are great but I won't have access to. Um, and obviously content like Sherlock or BBC content um, that I watch that is on there that I won't be able to on Apple TV Plus because they won't have it. So I think Apple TV Plus kind of missed the boat because what's really needed right now in the industry, in the content creation and content consumption, the real competition that, that, that will be just amazing. Now, look, just, just imagine this, right? So people can download apps because we have an app store. The App Store came to be with the iPhone in 2008 when they launched the App Store. Now, the App Store obviously wasn't something that Apple wanted to do. It wasn't something Apple intended to do because Steve wanted to launch web apps. But then what they saw was this community of people creating um, apps that you could actually install natively on the phone. You needed to be jailbroken. But it showed that there was a thirst and it showed them roughly more or less a way on how to do that. And thus, the App Store was born. And what the App Store has done is allowed people to connect with applications in an awesome way, download them, use them, and integrate them into their lives. Now, the way they've done it has also, along the way, created several thousand millionaires on the App Store because of the great apps that they have created. Now, can you imagine a world in which they do something similar for video? Can you imagine a world in which Apple would have launched a competitor, not to Netflix, but to YouTube? Can you just imagine that? And the way that they would have supported content creators, the, the way they could have put light on content creators, the same way that they applied all their skills, abilities, knowledge, and know-how to really grow and develop the App Store. But now imagine it for a, 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 a place where you can go and watch content from creators and you know that those creators are going to have the most awesome support, the most amazing ecosystem and one in which they can actually create money to be able to continue doing what they do and get that out to a billion people. Now, YouTube does need competition because who can really truly right now compete with YouTube? It, it holds a huge slice of that pie. So I think that's something Apple could have done and that would have been amazing. And I think they kind of missed the boat there a little bit. And this is one of those bets that Apple is making and it could go completely wrong. Now, Warren Buffett said, Apple has probably made a mistake, but hey, they can afford to make them right now because Apple has been on a bit of a winning streak for the last decade or so, or more in the last two decades. However, when you really look at that and you really think about that, you think, hmm, 
there's, there's something here they don't get right. And, and I don't want to go too much into this right now. I think it could be for another video. Sorry, for another podcast at another time. But listen, I, I, I was there at Apple. I started working at Apple in 2007. Um, you know, it, the, the year that the iPhone launched, it, it was insane. And what I can tell you is what made Apple amazing and what made Steve Jobs incredible was not the products. And, and I think people misunderstand this. The products continue to be incredible, yeah? The AirPods are probably the most awesome products I own, without a doubt. It's the most useful and great device that I have purchased and, and product that I have purchased since the iPhone, without a doubt. It's an incredible, incredible product, massively undervalued. And the reason for that and the reason why this doesn't work so well is because Apple was always great at understanding either something we would love or something we really needed. And then when they released it to the world, the story they told wasn't just, watch this video. Imagine if you could go back to 2007 when the iPhone was launched. Instead of Steve going on a stage and saying, today we're going to make history, let me show you three incredible devices, and he goes through his presentation, and then he, he, he spins that cube and starts to combine the different images with words, and it's like, these aren't three devices, this is one device, and we're calling it iPhone, and then everybody goes wild. Imagine if we said, okay, let's start with a video, and then the video presents the iPhone. Right? That would have been rubbish. But that's what Apple is doing. Apple doesn't have that way of presenting a product. And perhaps Apple TV Plus does solve a problem I didn't know I had. But right now, I'm not really seeing it. What I'm seeing is Apple saying, hey, we want a slice of this spice, uh, of this, we want a slice of this cake where you can create content and you can charge for it. And we are awesome and we can speak to really great people that can help us achieve creating really great content. But the reason for them getting more and more into content and into services it's because they've kind of get, got to a stage where the hardware is no longer growing at the rate it was growing. So space for growth is, of course, services and, um, and, different, and, and content. So that's, that's a very organic, natural way for Apple to kind of think, okay, cool, I can get into that. But that's, that's the problem that why, why, would I, why would I want to pay for another streaming service that doesn't provide me the ability to watch a whole catalogue of other shows where I can't watch Friends. I have to watch original content. So I really hope that Apple TV Plus is successful because it's in a very, very difficult place. Netflix has positioned itself really strongly in the market. It has an amazing back catalogue of many different companies and many different service of many different companies and many different um, content creators, many different houses of content uh, and that's awesome and it has its loyal fan base and i hope that what they do is they'll actually be able to incentivize more and more and more innovation because right now the rate of innovation netflix is really quite crap i think once a year maybe they come out with something new like download the content and watch it offline but with with this re with competition if this is competition then hopefully we'll see that improve Unfortunately, I don't see this as a lot of competition because I, I see people as having both Netflix and Disney Plus because it's the two different platforms with two different types of content. So fortunately, Disney Plus is quite affordable and Netflix stands as quite affordable. 
um, and obviously Netflix, uh, Disney Plus will try and do some kind of Disney Plus plus Hulu into kind of a bundle um, along with their other services like ESPN, etc. So I can see Disney succeeding alongside Netflix, but I don't see where Apple fits in. I don't see where Apple fits in because it misses a very key part, which is it doesn't have access to other content from other studios. And until it has that and until it gets that, I think people may watch it, may use it, but not to the degree in which, say, the iPhone took over the industry from BlackBerry or from Nokia. It's just not long. It's just not right there at that level just yet. And then Amazon, the moment Amazon starts connecting what you watch with what you buy, it's just playing a whole different game because their business model changes completely. Uh, and, and it's just about getting people to connect and, and, and watch content that then leads to them buying the right products that fit them. But then obviously uh, Amazon Prime is also part of the Prime service. So you, you get quite a lot for your money, really. So, you know, if you pay for Prime, you automatically get Prime content. So you're not going to stop paying for Prime because that's, that's other, you get other benefits. So it, it does leave Apple TV Plus in a very difficult place. And, and I really hope, I absolutely would love to see them succeed because I think, I think they're a great company and I think they make great services and I love that customer service. I love the sleekness. I love the fact that they have principles that are very strong behind. I love the fact they're against um, the way that privacy is being currently treated and I think they're an awesome company. But I think they dropped the ball a bit from what I saw on Apple TV+. Plus. I want to be more excited. And from a content place, it could become interesting. There could be some interesting content. But unfortunately, what we're seeing right now, we can actually look at the data and we can see that content is now actually uh, being pirated a lot more than it was before. And I think it's because people are finding it more and more difficult once again to get access to the right content that they want to watch because there's just now so many services and so many hoops to jump through. Um, it, I think if you were to go back, I think it's like 70 years, 80 years, there was actually a period in time in history where the cinemas were also owned by the different studios. So they could actually pick and choose what movies were shown, what movies were not shown, the prices and so on and so forth. And they created a real monopoly. And obviously that was broken up and then it became something different. You can learn more about that if you just Google it. And that's actually kind of what's happening again, but on the digital space. And I want to see what happens there. Now, I understand that they own the intellectual property for the content. That's absolutely fine. And they should be paid for that work. The creatives and creative people should be paid for the work 100%. But I think when you start limiting and saying, hey, I can only have that content in this platform. And you have to pay for this platform to have that content because you can't have it on any other platform. Hmm, that becomes that becomes a little bit hazy and, and that gray line becomes a little bit blurry. So look, I, I really hope this is something that's very, very, very exciting that will come. I hope this will lead to hopefully really great motiv uh, innovation, really great competition and uh, real motivation for companies to want to take things to the next level and compete for our money. However, I don't see that happening quite so much. I see Disney Plus very, very comfortably existing in the same world as, um, as Netflix. I think people will be able to pay and have both. I don't think it will be a question of all one or the other. And I don't see uh, them belonging to any particular ecosystem where that becomes more needed. For example, with, with Spotify, if you have a, a Apple products, you, you're more into the Apple music and the Apple ecosystem. 
It doesn't really apply in video so much because Apple worked incredibly hard at the beginning of the year before CES to strike some deals with video create, uh, with uh, TV manufacturers to be able to enable AirPlay into those TVs so you can actually watch on uh, many different TVs without needing to buy an Apple TV box uh, the content from Apple TV Plus from the app. So I, I don't know what's going to be happening here in, in this space. I hope, I hope that they will do something great and I hope that they will innovate. But I, I think Apple just kind of shot themselves on the foot and they're missing a really exciting opportunity to do something that would have been really great, especially with somebody moving into YouTube and moving into that space. I mean, the only other person who's tried to launch something that could potentially compete with YouTube is Instagram with Instagram TV. And that hasn't gone down so well because Instagram TV, you can't watch it on computers. You can only watch it on your phone. Um, and also the, the, uh, the creator studio area is pretty much non-existent. So maybe, maybe in the future, technology sometimes takes time to kind of mature and get to a stage where it can really compete. But right now, it doesn't look likely. And what I would love to see is for Apple to say, okay, we got this. Now, the, the golden blur that Apple can say is content from other studios will be on our platform. And you can watch Friends alongside our unique content uh, and original content right here. The moment they can do that, the moment they allow licensed content onto Apple TV+, they are going to be able to compete against Netflix. And that will be a very exciting time. So listen, I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to be editing it. I'm going to just get it as it is and get it out there in its absolute raw file, <laughs> in its absolute raw form. Um, I'm going to try and do more recording at nighttime, hoping that our guest, the dog, is no longer present. I hope that you can make sure that you look us up on YouTube, on Tech in Startups. Um, and also you can find me on social media on Jace Ospina. Uh, it's been my absolute pleasure to speak with you today. I hope you got through all the way to the end and you're able to watch this complete podcast. And I hope you got some value from this. I would love to hear from you guys on social media uh, or you can go to YouTube and leave some comments there as well. I'm going to create content exclusively for podcasts like this. And then I'm going to create content exclusively for YouTube that you can find on YouTube. Uh, I hope that it's something that has brought value to you. I look forward to creating more content to do with technology and to do with business in the future. And until then, I hope you're having an absolutely awesome day. And thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye.